Hallelujah. And verse, starting with verse 1. Amen. Amen. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Amen. Brother Bo Dunn was an elder in our church. He says, Pentecost is not um, a, a religion. It's an, it's an experience, and everybody is due one. <laughs> I like that. Amen. We are due. If you've not had a Pentecost experience, you need a Pentecost experience. Amen. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven as a sound of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. There is an enduing of power from on high that's available for the child of God. Amen. It's not available to those who have not received the Spirit of God in salvation, but anyone who has received the Holy Spirit through confessing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is a candidate for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we... It's, this is not, I'm not going to say, I mean, I can't say, because you can go to heaven without it. I'm sure many people have and many people will. But I don't tell you what, we are living in a time we need this more than ever. We need this infilling, enduing of power of the Holy Ghost like we never needed it before. Amen. And I, I'm going to say this because this is my opinion. In the day that we're living in, this is not optional. If you're going to succeed, Last time I forgot you guys over here. If we're going to succeed in carrying out the work that God has for us in these days that we're living in, do you understand that we are a chosen generation? Amen. We are a chosen generation. God has, has elected us, I fully believe, to see the ushering in of this last day of revival before Jesus comes. Amen. And it's going to take some people filled with the Holy Ghost to see it happen. Amen. We have a great uh, uh, weight of responsibility on us, but not a responsibility so heavy that God cannot uh, get us into if we will operate and, can, and cooperate with him. Amen. Amen. We can walk in that power. We need to see more healing. We need to see more wonders and miracles and things like that. We need to see those things happening. Amen. In the church today. Hallelujah. Because when it happens in the church, it's going to start happening in the community. Amen. And then it's going to spread. Hallelujah. It's going to spread. Now, when, when the, this noise abroad and the people started running in, amen, uh, Peter, first he told them, you know, these men are not drunk as you suppose, but he told them what was going on. But then he, just, he let them know that, but then he left that and started preaching to them Jesus. Because people who are not born again don't really need to hear about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They need to hear about Jesus. After they hear about Jesus, then let's get them into the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's, let's enlighten them. Amen. With that understanding. So he preached unto them Jesus. And he said, you took him and you crucified him. And so dropping down into verse um, 37 through 39, it says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I, I know when I'm preaching good because Reverend Pam is over here hollering amen. So I, I lean on that. <laughs> so take care of me, honey. All right, so amen. If they don't say nothing, you say something. All right, amen. I won't cook breakfast and wash the dishes tomorrow. Anyway, so all right. Yeah, I probably will. No, I won't. She takes care of mine. So, so the promise of the Father 
I want you to hear, I want you to get this, and, and, and our pastor may have used this before. I don't know. Um, I've not heard everything that you've heard from him, but I'm going to. Um, the, the, the promise of the Father was not the Holy Ghost, but the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because you remember when, when the disciples were in that room, enclosed room, and Jesus appeared to them. And it's in John chapter 20 and I think 22. He breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read that in the, in the Amplified Classic. Then it says, um, It says, Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you. Just as the Father has sent me forth, so I am sending you. And having said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. I love how the Amplified brings this part out. Now having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him. See, some people think that he's just getting them ready to receive it on the day of Pentecost. That's, no, that's not what he's saying. He's telling them right now. He breathed on them. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. And they received the Holy Ghost right then and there. And then he says, Now having received the Holy Spirit and being led and directed by him, now if you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. And if you retain the sins of anyone, they are retained. Do not ask me to get into that. I'm not going to get into that right now. Because I can't get into that right now. (laughs) I need more enlightenment on that part. A lot of people, listen, a lot of religions have taken that and corrupted the meaning of that. Yeah. Amen. But, but we, we just need to know that when, when somebody sins against us, we need to forgive them. Yeah. Amen. And just leave it there, and the pastor will deal with that later. All right. So, so amen. So, um, back in Acts 1, 4, and 5, it says this. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me, for John John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now Romans 8 9 says, And if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So someone who has the Spirit of Christ belongs to him. Amen. Amen. And we get that at salvation. But after salvation, we need something else. We need an enduing of power. It was so important that, that Jesus told the disciples, you wait in Jerusalem until you got it. Yeah. Now, now, we talk about these times that we were in, that, that we are in now, they were also in a critical time because they had to usher in the church age. And they had to build the church. They had to get people saved. They had to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. They had, they had to use all the gifts of the Spirit in order to confirm the Word. They need, you can't do that without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If you want to see people saved, amen, you demonstrate to them that your God is a God of power. Amen. You don't do that with three, po- three points and a poem on Sunday morning. We need power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us so that we not only preach the word, it's demonstrated and confirmed with signs following. Amen. Amen. Reverend Kamal is that kind of minister. Amen. Praise God. And God is blessing his ministry. And I'm telling you, there's going to be greater signs and wonders following his ministry. Why? Because it's time for it. And he's hungry for it. Amen. People who are not hungry don't get fed much. Amen. You don't get much, amen, in your mouth. And you don't get much digested in you if you don't really want it. It's available. Have you, have you, some of your moms, you had some kids and you, you give them a great plate of food for supper and they're just not hungry. And they play around in their food, right? Aren't you going to eat that? I'm not hungry, Right? I know it's probably never happened to some of y'all, but I think it probably has. But here's a bad part. That's happening to God with some of us. He has given us a wonderful plate of food. Come on. He has given us, he's made available to us a wonderful, amen, array of blessings and power and gifts, amen, that he wants us to have, but we are just not hungry enough for them. And it saddens him. It grieves him. Because Jesus paid a high price so we can have them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, um, 
When Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Some time ago, when I was reading that, I was reminded. When God created man out of the dust of the earth, he breathed on him, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. When sin came into the world, Jesus said, on the day that you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in that day you shall surely die. And when they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what happened? They died, not physically, but spiritually. From that day until this day, man was spiritually dead, and Jesus breathed God's life back into man. Hallelujah. Amen. We're no longer just mortal men. Come on, and women. We have the God life breathed into us. Amen. We're recreated in his image. Amen. We are sons of the living God. Amen. Royalty. Come on. We are sons of God. Amen. And the God's life has been breathed back into us in the spirit part of us. We're just like Adam was when he was created. Amen. Probably, really better. I think better than that. But anyway, we are alive unto God. Amen. These, these, these bodies will perish when it's time, but, but praise God, the inside of us, they're going to live forever. They're going to live forever because we're partaking of the tree of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So, why should we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Ephesians 4, 11 through 14 says this. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. Now, he did not say that he has given this to children. You don't send children out to work in the fields. Now, you may give them certain tasks to do, but as they grow older, you give them more uh, uh, responsibilities, heavier things to Lift and tote greater things to accomplish, right? Uh, greater chores, bigger chores as they grow older and are more responsible. Amen. The purpose of the gifts that Jesus has given to the church, the evangelist or the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher are for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So that means that we've got to, in, uh, to, to grow up, amen, and to, to mature, amen, to be able to carry out the work of the ministry. And the rest of this verse goes on to say those very things for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect or a mature man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That's maturity. Amen. That's maturity. Now let me ask you this. How can we ever come up to the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ if we are not filled with what he was filled with? We ain't going to make it. We're going to come up short. You know, as good as, 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 as other denominations are, and they teach and they preach and, and, and things like that, you cannot come up to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ unless you have been filled with what he was filled with. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. If we're going to get there and carry on the ministry, we, gotta, we have to have the fullness of the Spirit. Amen. Praise God. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine Amen. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they wait, lie wait to deceive. You realize that there are people lying in wait to deceive you. They're sent from hell. Amen. But they're men, they're people who are trying to deceive you. Well, if you are not full of the Holy Ghost, you may not recognize that. You may fall for their trickery. Listen, Adam and Eve, and I'll just say Eve because the Bible says that she was deceived. Um, but Eve, having never known sin, fell to the trickery of the devil. 
we who are born in it and well acquainted with it, unfortunately, seem to think that, well, we'll never be deceived by the devil and you better watch out. You better be full of the Holy Ghost. If you don't want to be deceived, you better be full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus recognized every trick of the enemy. He, he knew everything they were thinking. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Well, I'm going to get ahead of myself. All right, let me, let me back up here just and slow down just a little bit. Amen. So, um, John 3, 34 in the Amplified Classic says this. For since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaims God's own message, God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure, but boundless is the gift God makes of his spirit. Now, I was talking about Jesus. King James says he was, he was uh, full of the spirit, not without measure. Or, 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 yeah, he, there was no measure to the fullness that Jesus walked in. Amen. So, so that's, that's our high point. That's our mark to attain to. Wow. That's a big one. That's well up there. Amen. That's up higher than we are yet, right? I mean, anybody there yet besides? Not me. I ain't there yet. Amen. We're not there yet. So that's our, that's our high water mark. But here's the thing. Who determines the amount of fullness that I have. Me. And you determine the amount of fullness that you have. Amen. Amen. The same fullness that Jesus had is available to me and you. But we limit how full we are. Amen. That is on our plate. Hear me right now. Look into your heart. Look into your life. Look into your day-by-day activities and lifestyle and realize this. You are as full of the Holy Ghost as you want to be. High or low, little or not, good or bad, you are as full of the Holy Ghost as you want to be. If you're not where you want to be, it's because you don't really want to be there. Because it's available. God's not withholding that from you. Listen, God is not withholding any of us from being power-packed, full of the Holy Ghost, world-changing children of God. None of us are being, being held back from that except by ourselves. And listen, we need all of us in these days to be power-packed, full of the Holy Ghost, world-changing children of God. Amen. Praise God. Don't you want to go to heaven? Don't you want to, don't you, don't you want to be there where, where there's no more? I'm not saying you got a death wish. I'm saying I, I long for the day when Jesus, the sound of that trumpet, come on, and he calls us out of this old world, amen, so that we can be with him forever and ever in that place called heaven that he has prepared for us, amen. How are we going to get there? We would better get filled with the Holy Ghost and get the job done. <laughs> Amen. We better get the job done. Hallelujah. The sons, uh, uh, the Bible says that this all creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Amen. Let's manifest. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now Luke 1.15 says this. Talking about John the Baptist says, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Amen. And let me just say this. This doesn't cost you any extra. John was great in the sight of the Lord, and he didn't tip the bottle. Come on. Leave it alone. <laughs> amen. If you want to be great inside of the Lord, amen, keep yourself only unto him and don't lean on stuff like that. Don't lean on substances of any kind. Amen. 
People say, well, smoking send you to hell. And I've heard, well, no, but it'll make you sound, smell like you've been there. <laughs> I don't know. That's not for me to judge. Go ahead. It's not for me to judge on that. But here's what I do know. That if I am leaning on anything besides God, then I've got something before him, and he don't like that. He does not like that. And it dishonors him that I have to have something to keep me going. I gotta have that cup of coffee first. Mm, oh, I'm stepping on some toes. I Listen, long time ago, I, I had an uncle, and I, I spent the night with my aunt and uncle one time, and, and I was going to help him. He was uh, a manager over a, a um, golf course, and I was helping him do some things. He was paying me some extra money. I was, you know, during the summertime, uh, not in school. And so I saw that, he wouldn't get out of bed until my aunt brought him a cup of coffee. I thought, well, you lazy bum. I thought, I, I, and, I, and I like coffee, but I said right then and there, I said, if I ever get to that place where I have to have it, I'm quitting, I'm done. And praise God, I, don't have to, I enjoy it. I don't have to have it. And I'm going to stay that way. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to stay that way. Now, Ho-hos and ding-dongs, maybe a little bit different story. No, I'm, no, I've got victory over that too. I've got victory over that too. But anything that we have to have besides him, come on, it dishonors him. He's our all in all. Come on, he's our everything. In him we live and move and have our being. We need nothing else. We need nothing else. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen to these words. He shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall be filled. He shall be great, and he shall be filled. He shall be great, and he shall be filled. Come on. Now listen. God doesn't love anybody who's not filled with the Holy Ghost less than someone who is filled with the Holy Ghost. But what this means is that if you want to do great things for God, if you want to do great exploits for Him, to be used of Him in signs and wonders and miracles and power manifesting, demons running when you confront, listen, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you want to be used greatly, you've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. He loves you just as much but he can't use you as much. Amen. He will use you to the capacity that he can. Amen. Because he loves you and you have a spot, you have a place, you have a purpose in his, in, in his plan. And he will use you as much as he can. But if he can get you filled with the Holy Ghost, my goodness, watch out, and he'll take off in a, in a, in a, in a ministry, in a plan, and a purpose for your life that you could not have accomplished without it. He will, he will take you in a higher realm and a higher plane of purpose and plan for him. Amen? And don't you want to do great things for him? Amen. It's our desire. Well, to do that, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because we receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon us. John 7, 37 through 39. It says, In that last day, in that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me. And drink, and he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Rivers of living water. Do you realize that rivers of living water produce power? Yeah. Matter of fact, Jesus said, you're not going to have power till you get this this Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is going to be rivers of living water flowing out of you. Amen. Hallelujah. That's power. Come on, that's power. Amen. If you don't, you may, you may have the Holy Ghost in you, but if you don't have the Holy Ghost as rivers of living water flowing out of you, then you don't have the power that you need in your life. 
Now, I'm not saying you're not going to go to heaven. You may go to heaven, and that, again, that's not my place to, to make that judgment. That's between you and God. But I'm just saying, if you want to kick the devil's backside, amen, and be used of God for his glory in, in this world and see things change, see people's lives healed and delivered, amen, and see manifestations of miracles, then we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost because we need that power, that power from on high. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, now, a flow of a river can produce enough power to light up a city. Do you know that? And, and yeah, yeah, you know that. The, the people who build the dams, they harness the power of that flowing river. That river is just like any other river. It's just a river. But when it is harnessed, it produces power. When it is utilized, there's power that flows from that river through that dam and produces enough power to light up a city. Amen. Now, now in um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says this. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. A born-again child of God has the living God in him and has light in him. Amen. And he is kind of like a candle. Now, Jesus talked about a candle. When a man lights a candle, he doesn't hide it under the bushel, right? But he sets up on a candlestick that will give light to the room. Any, any born-again child of God can be that. Jesus wants more than that for us. Amen. He said, what I really want you to be is a city set on a hill. Amen. A city set on a hill that cannot be hid. You can hide a light, a candle under a bushel. And I don't know about you, but I hid my candle many times in my past. I mean, I'm not the only one. I see some people say, you know, you know what I'm talking about. There's been times I've hidden my candle. I got saved at Lovesville Baptist Church when I was 11 years old. And I was just excited about going to church. And I, I tell you, when I, when I got down there and I prayed that prayer at the altar, I, I know something happened in my life. I did. But it wasn't long that, that those fish were calling me on Sunday. And I went fishing instead of going to church. And I just stuffed my light under the bushel for a while. Amen. And that continued on until one day, and I'm going to tell you about my one day later on. But, but, but now I am a city. Come on. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying this is what God has made me into be. I'm a city that's set on a hill, and I cannot be hid. When I am full of the Holy Ghost, and when I maintain that fullness, I cannot be hid. Amen. You can't hide a city sitting on a hill. Amen. I don't want to be just a candle. Praise God, a candle has a certain amount of, of usage for a limited place. But a city set on a hill can be seen from miles and miles around and people can see that city and they can know which direction to go. Because people see our lives, they can know, amen, there's hope. They can know in their darkness, amen, there's light there, and I gotta get there, amen. I gotta get to where they're at. But a candle in one of those houses sitting on a candlestick, they're not gonna see that. People in the room will see it, and praise God for the people in the room is gonna have some light. But there's a world out there that needs our light. And a city set on a hill, amen, will not be hid. Praise God. Cannot be hid. Hallelujah. If you are hid, you're not full. Listen to me. And if you're full, you cannot be hid. If you want to come to church, and I know this is not happening here, at least not tonight, but sometimes I know people who just like to go to a church where there's a lot of people so they can kind of hide in the back of the church and just they do their thing but they they just want to hide and no one knows them and praise God for this time of of, um, of relationships that pastors are being led to do in, in September I'm looking forward to that 
Amen. Because I need to know some of you guys a little bit more than I do. Amen. And I want you to know me. You may not like me, but please don't, don't throw nothing at me. But uh, I think you will. So, um, but the, um, if, you're, if you're full, you don't want to hide. Right. Amen. Listen to it. During praise and worship, the full are known. Come on. Hallelujah. You'll know who's full when praise and worship is going on. Right? Come on. During prayer time, the full will be known. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not drunk as you suppose. I won't say. <laughs> During adversities and trials, the full will be known. Dare I say this last one? Do y'all dare me to say it? <laughs> During the time of the giving the tithes and offerings for the needs and the vision of, the, of pastor's vision for the church, the full will respond and make themselves known. Come on. Praise God. Amen. Those are not full. They, they, they just want to just pass it on by, right? And, and, uh, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a convenient way to, to give with the... Um, the app and, and the website and all that, and I do that some, and I do uh, the offering some up in the bucket and all that. But, um, you know, it also affords an opportunity for, for people. Not, you don't know if they gave or not because they can get on their phone look at Facebook, and you might think they're giving, but they're not. <laughs> no, I don't think that happens here, right? That new, not like, but it's an opportunity for that to happen. But... When the offering is passed and your neighbor's looking at you, <laughs> you going to put anything in? Uh, you, you can't hide then. You know, either you do or you don't, and those people around you know it. Or when you come up here and everybody sees you. But, but listen, people who are full are participators in what's going on. Amen. They're going to participate in the praise and the worship and the prayer and the giving. Amen. They're, go they're going to stand strong in trials and adversities. Why? Because they're full. They're full. Hallelujah. They will be known. Acts 4.31 says this, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken, where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. The baptism of the Holy Ghost will give you boldness. Amen. That's why people who are filled with the Holy Ghost are like a city set on a hill and cannot be hid, because when you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're bold. And you will stand out in the crowd, amen? You will not shine down, amen, from, from uh, uh, troubles and trials and from the attack of the enemy. And I tell you, I hear over and over and over and over and over again uh, so many of our, our modern-day prophets and, and, you know, some you got to take and leave, whatever, you know, and maybe take the good and throw out the bad. But, but, but there is such an attack like never before in our land in our world against Christians and against the Christian faith. There's a greater attack now. Satan has is released his fury in greater measures against us than we've ever known before. And listen, it's not going to get better. It's not going to die down. He will increase that. Amen. We need boldness and power and strength. Amen. To stand in these last days. Having done all to stand, stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Amen. Pastor got into that uh, the other day. The truth. Amen. Praise God. You don't find truth everywhere either. Praise God. You don't. You find, you, a lot of places you find a watered down uh, uh, gospel that, that just pleases the people. And there's a lot of people, that's all they want. They don't want the real. They just want something just to pacify their time where everybody gets together and they have a good time and, and, they, and they do their, their religious duties and they go home and, and there's no power in that. Are they going to go to heaven? Well, they probably will. That's okay. God, God's going to take them to heaven if they're born again. But my goodness, he can't use them here for anything great. They're a candle. And they'll light each other up in the room. But I want more than that for me. And you want more than that for you. You want to light the world, amen, with the gospel, with the power, with the love of God, amen? Light up this world. Well, it takes a fullness of the Spirit to do that. Hallelujah. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. 
He shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. What a blessing for us as children of God, being full of the Holy Ghost, for the Holy Spirit to show us things to come. I should have stapled these things, shouldn't I? To show us things to come. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, now, we, we normally attribute that uh, gifting to the, to the prophet and, and things like that, and, and that's okay, but it doesn't say only the prophets can get that. All of us, being full of the Holy Ghost, can know of things to come. Amen. That's important. It's important in these days that we know what's going on, that we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Amen, that we know what's happening. Amen, what's going to happen. I think of Elisha and how that the, um, the king had mounted the attack against, uh, I think, against Jerusalem. And I may not have the story all right in my head, but, but, but every time that he started to go with his plan, well, you know what? They knew about it. The Israelites knew about it. He said, well, there's, there's got to be an informer in our group, and one guy said, well, no, it's not any informer in our group. That's Elisha over there. God tells him everything you're doing. <laughs> Amen. Don't you want to know what the devil's up to? Come on. Before he does it. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's a blessing. Well, people who are not filled with the Holy Ghost will not know those things because that's a word of knowledge. Come on. And that the gifts of the Spirit are not for those who are not filled with the Spirit. They're for those who are filled with the Spirit. Baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Yes, I said speaking in other tongues. Do not despise speaking in other tongues. I was watching this afternoon uh, and I, was, I watched a Kenneth Copeland um, uh, broadcast and just to hear some things he was talking about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And uh, so and I searched for that on YouTube. And so then in the line of suggested watching, there was this uh, two or three minute video that says, Kenneth Copeland gets possessed by a demon right on stage. I thought, I got to see this. I, I got to see what the, <laughs> I clicked into it. And here's, here's Brother Copeland up here and he's, he's ministering, he's preaching. And all of a sudden, and we know the Holy Spirit just came on him. And he just started speaking in tongues. And then after that, he gave the, the utterance of that and, and all that. And the world looks at that and says he got possessed by a demon. No, he was just filled with the Spirit. Amen. Come on, just filled with the Spirit. They don't understand, but we understand. Amen, do not despise speaking in other tongues. That's a powerful, powerful tool that we have available. Amen, to keep us energized. Amen, to keep our batteries charged. Amen, and keep us in tune with the Holy Ghost. Amen, praise God. You know, if you want to utilize all that he has for you, you need to stay in tune with him. Amen, praying in other tongues will do that. Amen. For too long the church has existed in this world with no power, no revelation, no signs, no wonders, no miracles, and for the most part seemingly no care or concern for the absence of them. And Jesus died that we might have them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Too many are content to go through the motions of church and proudly wear the appearance of godliness while fully denying and living absent of its power. I was saved at Lovesville Baptist Church when I was 11 years old, March 17th, 1971. And... Uh, I had not, I had been to some churches. Um, my dad went to a Pentecostal church in, in La Center uh, quite a bit. And I just, I wanted to go with him one time. I thought, I, and I just, out of the blue, I, I want to go to church with dad. So I got ready, went to church with dad. And here they are talking about things like Calvary. And I thought they said cavalry. I didn't know what, you know, I didn't understand anything, but. But I look back now and I can see that God was drawing me. I didn't understand anything. I wasn't ready yet for anything, but I knew the draw. Didn't know it then what was going on, but God was drawing me to himself. I thank God he drew me to him. Because if he don't do it, I can't come. 
You understand that? You understand how, how blessed it is to be a child of God because you could not get there without him. He had to draw you. And if he didn't draw you, you ain't coming. That's what the scripture says. So, um, but I, I, I went on and, and we didn't, I didn't go much with him after that, but just on, on occasion and we had moved to another place and, and um, we didn't have any bicycles of our own. Uh, so my neighbor uh, that we knew about our age down the road, he had a bicycle, so I go over there and ride his bicycle. <laughs> he was okay with that. And he had a long driveway, so I'd ride up and down that driveway, you know. And um, so when I went down to the end of the driveway, a car came and stopped, and there was two preachers in there, the pastor of Lovesville Baptist Church and uh, the, the visiting evangelist. Bob Jones was the uh, pastor. Harold Cathy was the evangelist. Um, and I, I grew to really love Pastor Bob Jones. I, I, I haven't seen him for years, and as far as I know, he's probably in heaven. I'm looking forward to meeting him one day again. But they invited me to come to church, and they're having revival. And so um, I told him where I lived, and they told me what time they'd be by to pick me up. And I was excited about going to the Big Baptist Church. I was excited about that, you know. And so uh, I went and got ready, and and my brother Wayne, that that's been coming, you know, big tall guy, you know, he evidently he they stopped by the house and invited him as well. And so we both went that night. And um, I remember uh, sitting there uh, in the back where, where the people I went to school with were there with me, and they were talking and passing notes and all that, but I was standing there, I was just mesmerized by the Word of God. And, and so when the invitation come, I remember, I mean, I hear people talk about this, I did this, gripping that seat in front of me, because I was convicted, I mean, down to my boots. And so I was resisting that, but then I saw my brother Wayne go to the altar, and that's all it took, man. <laughs> now listen, please hear this. When God moves on you, you may not think you need anything to pray about, but you may be the catalyst that when you respond to the Holy Spirit, that may give someone else the boldness to do the same thing. Do not, do not despise that leading of the Holy Ghost. So say, well, I don't need to go down. Well, maybe you don't need to go down for yourself, but maybe you need to go down for somebody else. Amen. So I went to the altar and I got saved. And I, and I, and I was, was just in, enjoying that for a season. Like I said, I, I fell away and, and, and didn't go to church much. We moved in across the street from another church, another Baptist church uh, in, in uh, Hinkleville, Kentucky, and just outside of the center. So I started going there, and started going there fairly regular, you know, because a lot of people my age, and so I got, got, got in with the youth group and all that. And so um, we, we were um, kind of building the youth group and having, doing lots of activities, and, and then uh, decided we're going to start meeting at a, at a house um, so that um, we would do a Thursday night youth meeting at this house, and we'd have you know, scripture, and we do our thing, you know, and just our youth group. And, um, and so we did that for a while, and then the leaders of the youth group got filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and things changed a little bit. <laughs> and so um, I never got so tired of hearing somebody preach about love in my life. Then that guy, he talked about love, 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 love. Uh, come on, isn't there something else to talk about? Well, no, because God is love, and that's all we need to talk about, right? So I didn't understand that then, but, but when, when some of the parents got wind of, of that, they, they didn't let their youth go. Well, my parents weren't going to church, and so I had no one to tell me not to go. So I kept on going. Um, I remember one time we were praying for a girl down in the basement. He had a basement, and we met down there. And, and I'm telling you what, for the first time, I felt the power of the Holy Ghost in that room. And I thought, wow, something's here. And I never felt this before, you know. And so uh, I knew there was something more. But so another minister, and I'm making a long story. Is that okay? Y'all, can I tell this story? Will be all right? It's my last story. So, um, so this preacher came, and, and he started teaching about, being baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues, and I'm Baptist. So, I ain't buying it. And my arms are folded like this, and I'm just like, <laughs> you're looking at him like, yeah, uh-huh, no. And so, 
he finally, you know, he started talking with me individually, and I said, well, I said, I'm not denying it's, it's not true, but it's not for me. Not for me. I started having dreams. Um, I, I would dream that the rapture would come and I wouldn't go. And that scared me. <laughs> and it wasn't just once. It was repetitive. And so I told this other Baptist minister at that time that, was, that was, had come to, to minister to our youth group, and I told him what I'd been dreaming. He said, well, you're not saved. So he led me through the sinner's prayer. That didn't help. <laughs> I kept having the dreams. And, um, and the last dream I remember having was that I was in the church, the Baptist church where I was attending, and during the church service, all of a sudden I could see through the stained glass windows and I could see people coming up out of the graves, out of the graveyard. I knew the rapture had come. And I don't remember how many people were left with me. <laughs> there may have been some in the church besides me. I don't remember. But I do remember a big hole opened up in the floor of the church. I'm, these dreams I remember just as clear. And I'm standing on the brink of that hole trying not to fall in, and I could feel the heat of the flames. When I woke up, I was really scared. Well, at that time, I had been learning to play the guitar and doing some things and like that. And so um, there was um, a meeting being held in Union City on, on October 31st. Instead of Halloween service, they had a hallelujah service. And so um, some of the people, young people from the area were going down there. I thought, I'm going to go. You know, I'm, I'm going to go. So... Um, I rode down there with them, and we were eating at the Pizza Hut directly across from the Shea Riley Real Estate Building. It's not there anymore, but it was a Shea Riley Real Estate Building, and we met in the upper room. Can you believe it? <laughs> <clears throat> there was an upper room that we met there, like probably like a conference room for them, but it was a church room for us. So, uh, but we were at the Pizza Hut eating pizza before the service, and one of the girls came and said, Tom McKinney, Tom McKinney was the leader of that area in the charismatic movement, said that Tom McKinney said the Lord told him that angels were going to come and minister to us tonight. And when she said that, a fear hit me like I have never known before. I was sitting there trembling. Angels. <laughs> and so, anyway, we, we went on to the service and I'm sitting there doing my best to try to, to worship God, you know, sing the songs, and I just really wouldn't be able to get into it. And there was a girl, when, when things kind of got, you know, how you doing, charismatic movements, there's a hush, you know, and somebody's waiting for somebody to say something, right? And so we're sitting there, and this girl sitting right across the aisle from me that doesn't know me from Adam said, I just feel like there's a heaviness on somebody here. I said, that'd be me. That was me. I couldn't deny it. So they brought me up there, set me in the hot seat, right? <laughs> set me in the hot seat and started praying for me to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I thought, how do they know I ain't got the baptism of the Holy Ghost already? <laughs> Somehow they knew. So uh, they started praying for me, and they had me repeat this prayer and all saying, all this, and they said, you're full. You're full to overflowing. I thought, I ain't feeling nothing. <laughs> what do you mean I'm full? You know, and I'm sitting there, and they're trying to urge me to speak in another language. And, and, and hear this. It's so important. For the first time in my life, I heard God speak to me. And here's what he said. This is what you've been looking for. Don't blow it. That's what he said. I'm telling you. Don't blow it. Okay. <laughs> So I just let my tongue say some stuff that was just didn't make any sense. It almost sounded like I was trying to give somebody a raspberry. I mean, it just did not sound like words at all. But when I did that, peace flooded my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I felt the peace of God. 
There was no denying. I got something there. So. Amen. So they, they had me, you know, before. It said, devil's going to tell you that you didn't get it. So you just, right now, you just say, speak in other tongues right now. So I did my little thing, you know. So we did that. Went home that night. Got in late. Went to bed. Had another dream. And you know where I'm going. No, <laughs> the rapture came. And I went right through the roof. That solidified my understanding the need that I need, the need I had for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not saying that God was telling me I wouldn't go to heaven without it. But he, he was telling, I believe he was telling me that what the devil had planned for me could have made me end up in the pits of hell if I did not have the power to withstand it. I needed and still need the filling of the Holy Ghost. I need it. And you need it. Because the devil's got plans and they're not good. He is not your friend. He is not leading you to a good place. He will lead you to destruction. He will lead you to the very pits of hell if he can. But when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, you will resist him and he will flee. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not saying people not filled with the Holy Ghost can't do that either. I'm just saying I have a greater edge. Matter of fact, the scripture says that you will receive, amen, an advantage. Right? Pastor Nancy brings that out. Amen. The Holy Spirit gives us an advantage over. It is expedient that I go away or the Holy Ghost will not come. It is to our advantage to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I heard one person say it this way. The baptism of the Holy Ghost will not make you better than anybody else, but it will make you better than you were. It'll make you, and that's all you need to be. You're not trying to be better than anybody else, but you need to be better than you were. Amen? Without it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, stand with me this evening. Hallelujah. I don't know if there's anybody here that's not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but let me tell you, you need it. You need it. It's, I don't believe it's optional in these last days. We need, we need to be armed with the power that comes through us through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Don't be afraid of it. Amen. It's a good thing. It's a blessing. It's an empowering thing. It's a victorious thing. Amen. It's a tool that God has allowed us to be involved in and participate in and to utilize. Amen. To give us a greater victory in our life. And, and especially in these last days, church, I can't emphasize that enough. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's just worship God right now. Father, we worship. Thank you, Father.